where do you want to be in the next six months, 24 months? Where do you want to be? Make that your goal and include that in your finances because that's going to keep you from losing hope. Dr. Viv here and welcome on Reset with Dr. Viv. Today I have got a very special guest with me, Sharita Humphrey. And Sharita is a financial coach and consultant helping people feel personally and financially overwhelmed, um, become less stressed. She helps her clients to align their vision with their financial goals so they are able to regain time, live the life they desire, and build a legacy that impacts many generations to come. She has been featured in allbusiness.com, Forbes, Amazon.com, Credit Camera, CNBC, Acorns, and so much more. And she's a brand ambassador with Capital One. But before we get to Sharita, let me just say that if you're not already subscribed to my YouTube channel or the podcast, guys, come on, what are you waiting for? Like, let's get subscribing, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And if you're not already connected with me on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, let's get connected. I love to connect with people. Right, let's get into it. Sharita, how are hey. you? I'm happy to be here. Hey, everyone. Happy, hey, happy hey, hey. I know we're in a pandemic, but we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. And, you know, I'm so humbled to have you on here. Talk to us about, you know, financial matters, especially in this pandemic. You know, you're someone who knows what it means to experience financial difficulty and to get out of it and get into, a, you know, in, and to elevate yourself and to get into a, a zone where you're like, wow. A lot of people are wanting to get back into that wow now after this pandemic. So your story is going to be, you know, such a, a great blessing. Now, Sharita, you are a wife and a mother who went from unemployment and homelessness to becoming the CEO of your own finance business. Yes. I'm excited to hear all about that. <laughs> tell, tell, tell us more. Tell us more. Yes, I am the CEO of Change in Motion, um, and it just fits. <laughs> it's really, it's a part of my journey. Um, it's about, about what I do and how I, let, I help others to create their change and really put those things in motion. Um, and one of the things that everybody always asks me is, how did you go from being homeless, um, being unemployed, two kids, um, if you guys don't know, I was homeless with two kids. Um, and so that's why I kind of use that hashtag from the floor to Forbes, because there was a time that we were sleeping on the floor um, and living in different, um, you know, living in different places, riding the bus all day to just to be able to get out of, you know, just to be able to have somewhere to um, stay for the day. Um, and then, you know, we ultimately ended up in a hotel. Um, that we stayed in for almost a year. Um, and that year was life-changing. And one of the things that people always ask me is because they hear me a lot on every media or writing that I do, I said being homeless was a gift. 
And so a lot of people are like, what? That is like, but I found myself there. The rock bottom was a blessing for me. Um, I said there was certain, I was holding on to things and people, um, thoughts and a negative mindset that only hitting rock bottom and just being able to really flush out the things that were going to allow me to be able to change the trajectory of my life, but definitely the financial trajectory. Like you guys are looking at someone who was literally homeless with two small boys, but I was able to walk away from my job and start a business to help people across the country be able to create to become financial trailblazers because I'm on a I'm on a global mission to create 1000 millionaires and it, it's not even about just the millionaires it's just about uh, you're a millionaire in your mind you have to you have to speak those things before they before they come to you so for me even when I was homeless and people ask me they're like you lost everything I lost everything but I didn't lose hope Hope can is a hope is a game changer because guess that's the first step to be able to help you change your mind. Because if you lose hope, that's when you start to look at those things like there's no coming out of this. So that's the one thing that kept me going because I knew that I was not birthed just to be another, just to become a statistic. I was I I all the things that happened to me in my life should have said that I'm not supposed to be in this it be here. But my, it was hope that kept me going. It was faith that told me that, you know what, I'm going to get out of this. And as soon as I do, I'm going to show someone else how to do it. I didn't know just me saying those things back then were going to be some things that right now I speak, I speak to people across the globe about that same message. But that was something that was in my mind way back then. And I just thought it was just for me. Some of the trials and the things that you go through are not just for you. It's a part of your journey so that way you can be the hope to someone else. So I, I'm hoping that you hear me and know that you are someone's hope. Your journey is someone's answer. Wow. It, it, and so that's where all of the things started to come. It wasn't about me just trying to know wealth or to create financial freedom for myself because we didn't even have those conversations in my household. We didn't talk money. So I didn't come from money. And, but I said, you know what? I didn't come from money, but wealth will come from me. And that's not just in a, in a sign of um, assets or things. I'm going to be wealthy in every asset, every aspect of my life. I was inside because all the money in the world is not going to make you happy. Let me tell you this and say it because let me tell you, you're hearing this from someone that was homeless, not one with a silver spoon. All the money in the world, all the opportunity in the world is not going to make you happy or bring you peace if you are not in the right mindset and have the right behaviors to be able to handle a different level of opportunity and increase. Wow. You just you just throwing those nuggets here and there. <laughs> but we're gonna come to that. You know, you said something about mindset, you said something there about also being able to um take on the opportunities when they come, right? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna leave that, I'm gonna pack it there for a second, right? Mm -hmm. Because you said something which is that homelessness is a gift. When people hear that, I know you're not surprised that people are like, what you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> homeless, you know? 
that's always the thing that stops people in exactly. their tracks. So to yeah. hear someone who was homeless say that, right? And I want mm -hmm. us to address that because he said it's a gift, right? When people hear homelessness, people mm -hmm. have perceptions about people who mm -hmm. are homeless, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of homeless people out there. People are like, oh, what did they do to get them to their point? I want to know your story of how you got to that point. And I I think a lot of what, how it, when you look at someone and, and I say this and I, I bring in homelessness because a lot of people look at me now, they, they look at, you know, they search me on the internet or they see me on television and they're just like, there's no way this woman was homeless. How, how did it happen? And so that's why I always say I'm the new face of homelessness because homelessness does not have a look. <laughs> I say it's a situation and a journey in a person's life. And so for me, it was just not having the right foundation and not to take anything away from my parents or my family, but you don't know what you don't know. You can't teach someone things that you don't know. And so unfortunately, money management and knowing what to save and knowing the power of credit and investing, those are not conversations that we had. We were trying to keep the lights on. We were trying to make sure that we had somewhere to stay, that we had some you know, food on the table. So you know, just talking about money, we were just trying, I mean, and budgeting and all this type of, you know, all of this stuff that we know now, those were never conversations in my home. And so this is a down, negative downturn for anyone, especially when you become an adult, because you're not really, you, you didn't get the right foundation to be able to handle all of the things that are going to come to you when you start adulting. And so I became a mother <laughs> very young. That's another thing that compiled onto it and just trying to figure life out. And so, you know, when, when, when I lost my job, guess what's going to happen? If you didn't have a savings, you were not budgeting. If you didn't have the credit to be able to leverage those things, you are one, most people are one to two paychecks away from being homeless, especially right now during this pandemic. So I was just one of those people who didn't have it all together. I lost my job and I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't keep paying the, the bills. That's just, that's life. That happens to everybody. But it's just the way that you, that you come from that. Education and information is the first form of wealth. So I knew that when that happened to me, that I was just like, the only thing is, because I couldn't go back. Because if that's the case, I couldn't go back to the people who didn't tell me because they were not going to be able to help me. So what did I have to do? I had to be able to go and get the information and the education that I needed to be able to become a better money manager, to understand the power um, of credit. Cash is everything. We keep hearing that tech, you know, cash is king, but credit is power. It takes you a long way. It's hard for people to believe I was in the 300s and now that I'm in the 800s and I did it all by myself. Wow. I educated myself on credit because I didn't understand it. My parents wow. grew up in the age where if you didn't have it, you just didn't buy it. So there was no education on credit. No one, my mom, no one in my family had credit as, my, as a child when I was growing up. I didn't see that, how to manage those things, credit card statements and all of those things. And I couldn't go back because I didn't have, my parents didn't believe that, you know, or didn't know too much about credit. I don't even think they could probably qualify for it because there were late things, there were things that were repossessed, all of those things that now that we know 
are negative down are negative impacts to your credit score. So those things were not even something that I knew about. Who knew that an eviction on my credit on my credit was going to stop me from being able to get the next place once I got my, you know, once I was trying to get some things together. But we never talked about those things. We just figured, oh, okay, we just couldn't afford it. That's just what it was. But those little things, I see people, I don't care if they're 20 or 50 or 60, they're like, I didn't grow up with financial literacy. I didn't, was not taught financial management, investing, to start to be able to in, start investing young. I mean, I didn't even have any friends who were talking about investing or budgeting or savings as a child. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's, it's about who we, what you said, you are, the sum, you are the sum of the people that you allow in your space. Mm-hmm. And so I was in a space with people who couldn't really elevate me or teach me anything. And that's not to take away from them, because again, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. But it was it was always my mission to make sure that I told my children how to be able to create their own level of wealth because they were going to watch their mom do it from the bottom all the way to the top. But they were not just going to watch me be wealthy. They're not. I'm still in this journey. I'm taking other people with me. My kids mm-hmm. get to see me, show them how to do it but also see, help people across the globe do it as well. So when I say that we are family, like this, this, is, this is more than a job for me. This is not a job. This is really me helping my extended family, people across the globe who don't know me, who want to get to know me and how I was able to do this. Those are the people who have become, I'm learning from them because there are certain things we learn from one another. That's very, very important. I know people were saying, well, you're the expert, but guess what? I just told you guys, information is capital. There's somebody that you can teach something else. That's gonna be how you start your own level of wealth. When I tell, when I hear people say, well, I don't have a skill set that people will pay for. There is a talent or a skill that everybody has inside of them that somebody's willing to pay for. That's why you're either on your journey. (laughs) There is, I'm going to say that one more piece, one more time for the people who may not believe this. There, you have a talent or a skill set that somebody is willing to pay for that's outside of your job. We see in this current pandemic that one level of income and one income source is not going to be enough. Figure out that one thing that you do efforts effortlessly that people are wild about and you're just kind of like oh I do that all the time that's that's your level that's that's your seed to wealth it may not be the thing that's going to get you on the on the forbes but that's going to be the thing that's going to allow you to be able to take something that you that you know how to do without any hardly any effort and be able to monetize that so that way you can create a side hustle a secondary or a second secondary income, or that may be the business that you're supposed to bring to the marketplace. But we we just need to be because I never thought in a million years that me getting my life together was going to become a business. Yeah, I was just trying to get my life. I was just like my why was my children. I was just like I will not allow them to become statistics. I will not become a statistic. And the one thing is, I, I say this to everybody who I know, 
Wealth is generational, but so is debt. Wow. Wealth is generational, but so is, is debt. I, okay. I want to take you back just a little bit now. I, I mean, you said things like adulting, like, I mean, I think me, for example, I would love to go back to being like 13 or, or 10. <laughs> go back to being a child, you know. Adults, and sometimes we, we're, we're looking forward to growing up, but you, we're not prepared yeah. for some of the things that, you know, adults like. No. <laughs> what was the turning point for you when you said, I have to change my life? When you look at your kids and you don't have an address. Hmm. I said, I kind of did, but I really didn't because who wants to get mail at a motel? Wow. So for me, that was just like, I don't have anywhere to put, you, the smallest things, you're thinking to yourself, I don't have an address. That was my turning point. My kids don't have an address. So for me, that was like the turning point for me to say, you know what? I'm giving myself 12 months. I have got to change this. I wasn't even one of those, I'm one of those type of people, like I'm just gonna figure it out or do this, or you know what? This is what this is the hand that's been dealt with to me. This is what I'm gonna do. Because I could have stayed there clearly. I could have blamed it on my parents not saying not telling me what to do and prepping me to go out in the world and be able to handle myself financially, or I could be an adult and say, I've made adult, adult decisions. And now there's two other people who are, who are depending on me. So for me, just that was like an aha moment when I was, you know, when I look, you know what you say, when you look around and you're like, I don't have an address. So homelessness really hit me there because before I was just in it because you're just trying to figure things out. But when I start to fill out things and look for a job and you know, you know, sometimes you have you most of the time way back then you put your address on your resume. I didn't have one. So don't, but I didn't let that stop me from applying. Does that make sense? Because if I did, I would not be here. Mm. So even though the things could look bleak in your life, don't let those things or let that stop you because that's the stumbling block that's going to birth strength. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be the stumbling block that'll birth strength. So your, your, your children give you a why. Yeah, everything. My kids don't have an address. Yeah. You, a why. Yeah. Wow, wow. So what mindset will you say has saved you in this journey? And what step did you take to make the change? I just started putting my address on there. And what they always used to hear, because the one thing that I can say is that my mom always had us in, I'm a woman of faith. My mom always had us in church. So one of the things that always stuck in my mind is write the vision and make it plain. Right. 
And so that is one of my, when people always ask me, what's your go-to? Write the vision and make it plain. So for me, I knew that I was going to, they were going to give me that yes. So I start writing it on every application or every resume that I sent out. You know, I was just like, you know what? It's going to be an apartment number behind this address. And I can tell you guys, 12 months later, I, I had, an, I had a, a number and a key to the place that I wrote down on it when I was homeless. And so that was my starting point because I was just like, wait a minute, this thing really does work. <laughs> um, <laughs> Writing things down is very, very important. And so when I started to see that, I start writing more. You know, I, you know, I started crossing things out, doing things, every credit report, everything that I disputed, every contact that I made, I still have it. My garage. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and so everybody always asks me, like, why did you keep that stuff? I said, because you know what? Sometimes you just got to, you know, I said, it was, what you said is personal. Because some, sometimes you just need a easy reminder or something like when you're feeling down about something, you just need to see your wins in person. Because hmm. it's different. Everybody's winning on the internet. <laughs> you're, getting the, you're getting a highlight reel of everybody, what they're doing. But I said, that's, also, that's a reminder that I came, I, got, I overcame, but it's also a reminder of what I went through. Mm. <laughs> so for me, that's why I kept it all. And now everybody was just like, get rid of that stuff. You're doing great. And I was just like, no, because there's going to be someone who needs to see that. A reminder of the journey. Yeah, they're going to need to see. They're going, they need to see. I shared, I shared a, like last year, I said, I just can't, you know, I said, I'm going to, I, you know, I battled with myself. Was I going to do this? Because I didn't understand why I was keeping this, but I shared my food stamp card, my wig card, and I believe my American Express. Wow. And I said that everybody always asks me, like, if they come to my office or they see some things, they're like, you have all these awards and you have all of these accolades and you keep this. And I was just like, you know what? Because I'm a, I said, because the one thing that, I told myself when I was homeless is that I will always remain humble. Hmm. Hmm. I said, and it's, it's nothing. I said, huh? I said, I just told myself, no matter where I go from here, let me be a reminder to somebody else that humbleness hurts so much. Hmm. And so that's why I have it. It's not because it's going to be hard for people because the internet shows so much. The internet rushes a lot of people to do things that they're not prepared to do. So that's why I kind of bring it back in and let people know, I didn't just get here. It was a process. <laughs> it was, I said, I had to sit for hours at the food stamp office with two kids and yeah. then jump over to the WIC office while doing this all mm. on the bus. I said, but now to have the same bank who denied me 
a secure card. Now I have thousands of dollars in their bank. <laughs> and it's just for me, it's not about, I don't even look at the bank account. I just look at the opportunity mm. because what did, and when I say that it's not, I was denied y'all. <laughs> they mm. denied me when I was trying to come up, but what's for you won't miss you because mm -hmm. when it's your time and your season and it's your, and if it's really your time, nothing is going to stop you. And you know why? Because you have your mind made a made up mind is the wealthiest thing that you can have. Wow. Uh, make, not, wow. not, not, not things, not assets, <laughs> wow. not on any of those things, because you can lose all of those things with the stock market going wrong. You can lose, you know, you can lose this with you losing your job or your company, not making the revenue that you can do. But a maid of mine will allow you to say, you know what, that was the time that, you know, that, that's complete. Let me do this over here. Because wow. nothing, nothing. I can say this and, and not feel any way. If I was to lose everything that I owned, I'm going to get right back here. Because you still got hope. <laughs> and I made up mine. And I made up mine. And the vision reaching down. <laughs> and the, those three things, let me tell you, will do so. We'll create something amazing. Mm -hmm. We'll create something amazing. And then what did you say? You already have the blueprint. If you lose it, or you feel like you're losing it, you and you've overcome it. Guess what? You already got the blueprint to get back, or to go even better. Who wants to lose it just to get back to the same place? It's supposed to be about elevation. So I'm. I wasn't supposed to just stay here, you know, just go from there to there. No, there's so many other things that I want to do that have nothing to do with money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nothing to wow. do with money. Wow! 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 Wow, I, honestly, your story is so inspirational and I think really important for such a time as this, you know, when people are not sure of their heads, head or tail around their finances and, <laughs> like and, 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 and life, you know. When you look at your journey now, mm -hmm. from being homeless to being the CEO right now with money in the bank that once did not want to give her, you know, the credits, like and you teaching the world about financial wealth and you know how to get yourself away from will i say financial rot what has your journey taught you about life my journey has taught me about life that everything that happens to you is meant for you. Mm. And so a lot of things is people, you know, you we, we a lot of times we grow up in the some people grow up in the craziest situations. Or you going through these, you go through health matters, marriages, divorces, I mean, all of these things. And but the one thing that life has taught me is that it's a gift. And so as long as I treat it as that then I will always remember that what I'm going through, I'm going to overcome it. And it took me a long time to be able to get there because I was always one of those people who were like, woe is me. But I couldn't keep playing the victim. 
Mm. And, and I was just like, you're going to be a victim or you're going to be a victor. Choose it. You got to choose your battle. I was just, I was just like, wow. because at the end of the day, if you continue to be a victim, there's no change in it because you can't heal from it. Like a, a lot of people always ask me, well, how did you know that now was the time for you for you to do certain things? It's because I was healed and whole before I ever did anything. And that's including marriage. I was a whole person before the, 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 the one that I'm now, you know, the one God designed for me that I'm with now. But I was a whole person. And I think that a lot of times is we're looking for other people to Make us validate who we are in our worth. <laughs> I, and that's the one thing that I learned about life. You determine your will. You determine where you go. No one can stop you again once you have your mind made up that you are not going to just get up, pay bills, and then ultimately die. That's it. I was just like, I said, my, I've learned in life to live it and think of legacy. I go from life to legacy. Everything in the in the middle is things that I have control over. The, I have control over what direction I go, what direction I take my uh, my business. I have what direction I decide to do. I have control over those things. That's just like finances. We have control over what we spend our money on and who we spend our money with. Mm. It's just to bring it all back. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I know we all like those things where we want to have nice things and all of those things. And I'm I'm all about you enjoying life, but don't do it to your own financial detriment. Because I see a lot of people robbing for their future selves to live right now. What I look what I pick from you and what you said there is about being taking ownership mm-hmm. and healing yourself before getting into something else yeah yeah it's it's really really interesting you said that because the truth about it is a lot of times we are indeed wanting someone to help us and make us whole Mm -hmm. whereas anybody else coming into our space is complimenting versus making making you whole yeah. You also touched on the whole thing around um, wealth and true wealth yeah. being in the mind and, and all of that. Sharita, we live in, especially for those in the Western world, right? Right. We live in a credit society. You were just talking about living for the now versus living for the long-term of finances, right? Mm -hmm. But the credit system has made it very easy. Yeah, very. For for us all, (laughs) almost anyone to buy almost anything. Oh, yeah, you can can lease it. You can do anything you want to do. You get what I mean? (laughs) The system is what it is, and you see a lot of people going into significant debt because they want things that... They can they can't really afford, but the credit allows them to allows them to. 
what should people be doing to stay financially healthy? The first thing that you should be able to to stay financially healthy is that you got to know your numbers. Um, if you're working, you're on somebody else's job, or you are a business owner, a freelancer, contractor, what have you, we're going to take it back to the corporate world, um, the global industries. They have a budget. That's how they know how to do budget cuts. <laughs> That's how they know when you can get a promotion and they, they and, and those bonuses. So. Think of your think of your household as a corporation. Because for me, I tell my budget meetings start like this: We're adjourning. Here is Humphrey Inc. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> make that your thing. That's what's on our. That's that's what it is. We treat our household finances like a business. One thing is to really be able to get hold of your finances. Is I would say to think about your household finances like one of the, what like these global businesses do really know what's what's coming in and what's going out. Um, the reason why your job is able to give you bonuses and um, pay rent, pay increases and all of those things is because they know what's what's they know they bottom they know their bottom line. And so I want everybody who's listening, I want I encourage you to know your numbers. Know what's coming in. Don't budget off of gross. Budget off of net. <laughs> That's what comes home. Because I see a lot of people that say, oh, I make $5,000 a month. Okay, so how much do you bring home? $3,500 after taxes and all the other things, 401k. Budget off of what comes home. Because that's going to allow you to really be able to get a great financial picture of what's going on in your finances. It, it's, people don't believe that I pay my bills once, once every quarter. Oh, wow. And so I and that's because I used to be I used to work for the state government where we only got paid once a month. So that became something that I always got, you know, just sort of picked up. But that's not what I'm asking you to do. If you're getting paid weekly, biweekly, monthly, I encourage you. This is your financial challenge, especially during this pandemic is to pay at least one month in advance. I know some of y'all probably gonna look like what pause. What does she say? I was just about to say the thing. Like, what is she saying? <laughs> what is she saying? You know why? Because it puts some type of gap and gives you financial peace. You don't have to be out of debt right now because I know there's so many people across the globe who have debt. So at least put yourself in a position where at least you know if anything happens, you're one month ahead. You don't get that automatic panic that pushes you into payday loans and other extended loans that can further drive you into further debt. So for me, that's one of the things I always tell people. If you get paid weekly and you're used to paying your bills, mark off something. Something's going to be due next week. <laughs> Pay that thing in advance. Do it week by week, bi-weekly, month by month. And I can guarantee you, once you do it, it's gonna make it's gonna give you a feeling like you've never had before if you're not managing your finances properly. Because let me tell you something, my clients pay one month in advance. So if we're in the this for example, if we're in the month of June, they're already paid July. They're working on July to pay August. So this is something that I challenge all of you guys to do because I know a, a lot of times is we're we're trying to figure out like what are you trying to say? How do we do that? Once you're able to put that gap in between, 
you can start to pay down debt. You can start to save more. You give a little bit more of, what do you say? I heard something a long time ago and I'm gonna share, share this with you guys. Money thrown forward is an investment. Money thrown backwards is debt. Pause, let's pause, let's pause on that. Let me, let me, let me try and repeat that. Yeah. Money thrown forward mm -hmm. is what? An investment. An investment. Money thrown backwards. Thrown backwards. Is debt. Okay. Think about it. Okay. When you're, when you're putting anything forward, it's an investment into you. Yeah. When you start throwing your money backwards, this is where financial regret sets in. Because then you're like, oh my gosh, why did I pay for this? Why did I sign on this car loan for 72 months? <laughs> you can't, we're starting to think about those things. When you're, when, and the, the goal is to keep, keep throwing money, keep throwing things forward. Because that's how you start to be able to get into a position where you truly gain financial peace. That's where the independence comes from. Mm -hmm. Because as long as you have debt on your back and you're compiling it, it continues to be able to rob from the future things and opportunities that you could possibly do. Mm. So Sharita, like for, and for, for those who like maybe credit is their means of living. Oh, wow. Like <laughs> a lot of people, especially oh, for yeah. example, in this pandemic, right? There yes. were people who the credit card is oh, yeah. a lifeline. Yeah, what they're living off of. Because yeah. the reason what? why is because they don't have any savings. Hmm. Well, some people are, leave, are, are really living yeah. from paycheck to yeah. paycheck with not much room for saving. From credit card to credit card. Yes. So telling them to then not to use a credit card or to have savings when they're even already struggling on um what's it called now on the you know on their paycheck is like mm -hmm. how do you want me to survive like so what what sort of tips will you be suggesting to such what, people what i would do is i always tell people look at look at your bank statements for the last 30 days look at the bank statements for the last 60 days what did you do um, especially if you're in the U.S., what did you do with that stimulus check? What did you do with that $1,200? What did you do with those things or any additional resources that are coming in? Because like I said, if you look backwards, this is your planning because a lot of times we're eating out. Some of us are eating our savings because we're eating out every single day, every single week, even if it's something small. We all like Starbucks. I like Starbucks. I <laughs> I didn't but, think that I could live without KFC. Yes, and you told me that I can. Like, yes. you know. <laughs> You're like, I can't live without Starbucks. I got to go through that. I got to. But even those little things, it doesn't have to be a whole lot. You, I know that most of the times they want you to have $500 to $1,000 saved. That's the goal. But what can you do to reduce some of the things that are going out that you do have control over? We have control over not going to Starbucks as much. They sell it at, at our local grocery store. Let's make it at home. Let's figure, let's actually make a grocery list and stick to it. Let's not go to the grocery store when you're starving because you're going to have double the groceries and then some actual additional snacks, which is going to put on more weight. So <laughs> we're all guilty of this. So little things like that, looking at certain apps that allow you to get cash back 
for your purchases. Shopping online through certain, you know, through cer certain um, apps or tools that are out there that's going to allow you to get those percentages back. The what I want you to start to do is it doesn't matter how small the savings is. It could be 1%, 5%, 10% of what you make. It doesn't have to be a certain amount. You could say, you know what? I Instead of me going and spending that $30 or $40 a month in Starbucks or eating out, that's going to be now part of my savings. Is as you start to keep saving, add a little bit. Keep bumping it up. If you're saving $25 a week, challenge yourself to make it five the next, the next month. Or, the, or, or even double that in that quarter. It doesn't have to be a lot. It's all about momentum. It's all about that because once you start getting the momentum, your mindset will push you to do it. You're gonna, you'll start to think, do I really need that? I want to meet my goals. Real, right, make the goals, put them where you can see them. Because a lot of times is our goals are out of sight, out of mind, and so is our money. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you are budgeting. If you have not been budgeting, put a budget, a budget date or a date night with yourself on your calendar. Do it. I do this all the time. I have budget night, budget dates with my husband and budget date night. I mean, in budget family conversations about money with my family. We have to do it once a month. Whatever it takes for you to be able to get in a consistent basis, do it. Because that's the only way that you're going to become, it's going to become familiar to you. And then you, it won't take as long to start to do your budget. Budget is fluid. It's going to be different this month and different next month. We know that the holidays come at the same time, birthdays. Like some of us take family vacations. Why don't we plan for those things? We automatically run to the credit cards and put that on there. Um, and then we're trying, it takes us forever to pay them back. And so when you mentioned about, you know, just living off of credit cards, the average person who is living off of their credit cards will take three to seven years to pay them off if they're just paying the minimum balance. And guess what's happening? It's, de it's decreasing your credit profile. Mm -hmm. So it looks, you look like a financial risk to a particular creditor or lender. So you want to give your, treat your credit pro, your credit profiles, like a resume, you are that first date. You know, when we're first dating someone, we want to be present our best selves. So make your credit profiles kind of take that same thing. When I'm when I'm going to go apply for a credit card, or I'm going to purchase a home or purchase a car. I want to put my I want to put my best credit profile forward because I want to be because you know why? You save so much money with with good to excellent credit scores. You pay yeah. more money over time because of bad credit. So the same car, the same home, the same vacation is costing someone with, with negative credit scores double or even triple than someone who start to manage their money and gotten to a position where their credit is starting to move in a a more sound direction. So your goal is if you're in the if your credit scores are in this bracket, it, give give yourself six months or a year and say, you know what, next year by this time I want to be here because I want this interest rate. I want to be able to pay this because there, let me tell you something, you cre good cre good credit is a leveraging piece. 
It's a leveraging piece. I didn't have a lot of money, guys. I did not have a lot of money. It was me learning what I needed to do to build my credit, to maintain it, and to leverage it. Mm-hmm. So now when now I can use that same credit and become someone's landlord when I was living in a motel because there's rental properties. So you see how I'm starting to think about, okay, so how do I use my credit? I just don't want to just put things on it. How do I leverage these things? It's okay to splurge or want to be able to do things, but at what cost? Mm. Because are you going to still want that same high car note? Are you going to still, because I hear some people say they take out car notes in their seven years. I'm like, and then they refund it. I'm like, are you still going to want that car in in seven Mm. years? You're going to be like, no, I want something else. So you want to make make it and get it at the least cost as possible with the lowest interest rate. So I challenge every one of you I work with, I work with several micro lenders, credit unions, and banking institutions. Credit is key right now, especially with the pandemic and globally banks, credit unions, micro lenders, they're tightening the reins on lending. And the reason why is because they can't take on any risk. Mm. Can I ask, you know, mm-hmm. I'm conscious that we, you know, we're coming to the end of the, of the episode. We're still talking about credit now, <laughs> but also how it can um, affect confidence and all that. You know, as, as a young child, you were teased for wearing secondhand clothes, which made you, which brought down your confidence. Oh yeah, definitely. When I think about it, a lot of times, especially with young people, there is a wanting to belong. There's a wanting to feel a part of. There's a wanting to, will I say, show off and brand, especially in this social media age, which can make people then spend on things they really, really can't afford, Mm -hmm. right? right? And all of which spirals the confidence level down. What advice will you be giving young people about their spending, especially when it's something they know they really can't afford, but because they're trying to um, live up to a certain image, keep up with the Joneses, you know, keep up a certain brand or make social media profiles look nice? The best advice that I can give someone who feels like that the best thing you're wearing is the best thing that you're wearing is you. The best thing that you're wearing is you. The best that is not an item of value that could have any more impact on the internet or off the internet than you just being you. You are the most valuable thing. You're the most valuable person when you know your worth because guess what our worth is not determined about who we wear on our backs or who we wear on our bodies Mm. you have to be okay and know that you don't have to keep up with the joneses or keep up with whomever that you see on the internet because you have to remember one thing 
you're only seeing a highlight reel on social media, mm. television, or any other outlet that you're looking at. So what I encourage you to figure out, what else are you confident in that you bring to the table, that you bring to the internet, that you bring to the job? Because we're all confident in something. Mm. Let that be the thing that you show the most. Because it's not bragging and it's not keeping up in because you're being your authentic self. It's just you. You, it's you just bring you. the value. You, you bring, bring the value. Because you know what? Just imagine you being you and just showing up in a room. Wow. Deep, 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 deep. What could never be better said, girl? Like, <laughs> wow, 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 Sherita. Like, if people want to reach out, like, you know, I'm sure there are people that want to hear your story, people who want to connect, people who probably want to work with on their finances, you know. Where, where can people connect with you if they want to reach you? You guys can, I would hope to hear from all of you. You can go, you can follow me at Sharita M-H, that's S-H-A-R-I-T-A-M-H. I'm also at SharitaMHumphrey.com. You can also reach me. Um, I love DMs. I, I answer. My team probably goes crazy. But if you guys have something that you want to hear about, you don't want to share on the internet, you just want to send me a private message. I am not one of those people who are like, oh, I don't check my DMs. Um, DM me. Because sometimes is we don't want the whole world to know what we're going through. And that's okay. And just know that whatever you share with me, confidentially, confidentiality is very, very important to me because you never know what someone is going through. So I want you to feel like you have a financial best friend. I want you to feel like you have someone that's more than talking about money. Money is the, that's the other added piece to it. But if there are some things that you just want to talk about just with life, but that's, but it's also want to be tied into finances. Let's talk about it. Definitely reach out to me at SharitaMHumphrey.com. I'd love to be able to see some of you, get to know you. Follow me on social media. Definitely send me some requests so I can follow you back. I love to be able to connect with you guys. I also have a Facebook group. It's called the Money Mindset Movement. Um, we are movers in there. Um, this is a this is a free, a complimentary way for you to be able to connect with me, to really be able to be in a community where I'll get to love on you guys, share financial tools, life things, mindset. I mean, we're doing it. I'm doing it all. And the one thing is, is I love to give back because I would not be here without the support of the people. So I love to do giveaways in that group as well. So, and I always do giveaways for people to be able to work with me complimentary as well, at least once a quarter. So I would love to be able to have you guys in, in some form and to connect with me. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Vid. This has oh, been no. absolutely amazing. I look forward to coming coming you know when when we are post-covid and traveling and we can actually do this in person yeah so 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 much yeah, yeah no the pleasure like the pleasure the honor is mine the honor <laughs> is all mine the pleasure yeah. is all mine your pleasure is all mine i i i mean guys you hear it there and like oh, her link will be in the description um as well we're coming to the end of another episode and my gosh like this has been mind-blowing a lot of nuggets someone going from homelessness to being a CEO of a finance institution, helping other people overcome homelessness and financial distress. And you know, there's nothing like someone having been through it 
versus someone just reading from a, a theoretical book. You know, you've been down there and you saying, I, I was able to find myself. I was able to heal myself and I was able to get myself to this position. Really, 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 really powerful. As we round up, Sharita. Yes. The pandemic, no one knows how long for, you know, everything is a bit so up and down. People are thinking, you know, business is going bust. Um, I'm not sure I can keep staying at home. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when is this going to be over? All sort of things. People are thinking about what's going on with your bank accounts and all of it. And there are people really, really struggling financially right now. Struggling really, really, now, really, really, really right? Some of them did not have a plan. Some of them have had debts that they never had before because maybe their business, they've had to go take out loans, you know, all of these things. What is one advice of hope you will give to this group of people as we all navigate this pandemic? The one thing of hope that I would say is that this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. This is not the first pandemic. This is not the, what did they say? This is not the first global whatever, but it's about us preparing now, pivoting and really getting into position so that way financially, so when the next pandemic happens, all we <gasps> like it. Did you notice know <laughs> pandemic? <laughs> It may be a housing pandemic. We don't know. This is this thing called life. I'm like, I, I guess because I have been home. So I'm like more of a realist now. I know that this is not going to be, if as, as long as we continue to wake up and open our eyes and live our life, there's going to be something else. Things are going to happen. But just know and always keep this in your mind that you are worth and you are worthy. And don't let any past mistakes, debt, or what have you, or self-worth, don't make you feel like that there's no light at the end of the tunnel. We, it's coming. If nothing else, if you say nothing else to yourself, just tell yourself, this too shall pass. There's going to be some phenomenal businesses. There's going to be some phenomenal opportunities. During the during when I'm in the U.S. during the housing market, we saw we saw thousands of people lose their homes. There, we saw thousands of businesses close. But how many businesses and how many CEOs and how many speakers, how many contractors, how many amazing things were birthed during that time? Because people were planning. So I would I would advise you to use this as a time of planning. Plan right now for the next six months. Plan right now for the next year. Because you know what? One year from now, we could be out of this and it'll be a distant past. Two years from now. So start looking ahead because I'm a person who believes that I like to reverse engineer. Where do you want to be in the next six months, 24 months? Where do you want to be? Make that your goal and include that in your finances because that's going to keep you from losing hope. Mm. That's going to keep you from losing hope. I told you guys, you have to write it down. Put it where you can see it. 
if you got to get an accountability partner or listen to this podcast over and over, every episode that she's recorded, if you have to listen to it over and over again, keep yourself in a position where you're listening and looking at things that's uplifting because they're the media you can look at the social media, you can look at media all day and it'll put you in a, in a negative mindset, in a negative disposition. So start looking and implementing positivity and things that are uplifting into your life because we already, we're already dealing with a global pandemic. So how can you take what's happening and to be able to spend, put your own level of hope and positivity on it? Because we don't know how long this is going to last. So are we going to stay in a negative negative mindset because this keeps happening? No. And I'm a big fan of an advocate of mental wellness. If you feel like this, all of this pandemic, all of this debt, these finances is too much, it's okay to see counseling and therapy. That's a gift. The best... You, you, and I think that mental health or wellness has such a negative or a, a negative undertone to it. But the best thing that you can do to for yourself, if you just you just can't get out of this negative rut, is to speak to someone else that can help you to be able to really heal from it. Because no matter what you do, or even if tomorrow we wake up and the pandemic's over. If you're still in that mindset, it doesn't matter how many good things happen. It doesn't matter. So start working on those things right now. So that way, when the finances do align, when the opportunities do line up, you're ready. You're a whole person and you're ready for the great things that are going to come out of this. Mm. Wow. Wow. Sharita, guys. This too shall pass. Yes. yes this that's too the shall summary pass. for today. That's the summary for today. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Arita. Thank, Thank you. you. So Thank you guys for having me. I look forward to hearing from all of you. Yeah. So guys, like there we are for today. You know, we've been talking about finance and finance matters and being able to build back from rock bottom with Sharita. We've come to the end of another wonderful episode as we said before her links are in description and at this point i'm gonna say again guys if you're not already subscribed to the youtube channel if you're not already subscribed to the podcast channel come on guys let's get subscribing (laughs) and if you're not already following me on instagram on twitter on linkedin on facebook Guys, all links are in description. I look forward to connecting. So let's get connected. And let me know what it is that you want us to talk about. Or if you like you know, me to bring someone else on here to talk about something, let me know as well. I look forward to hearing from you. We've come to the end of another episode. Until next time, until the next one, take care, stay well, and God bless. Bye-bye.